Welcome to The Charging Station with Tracy Massey, certified life coach, passionate author, and speaker from Living My Empowered Life. She's on a mission to help women just like you achieve your goals and break through any barriers holding you back from living the life you deserve. If you're ready to slay life without apology, you've come to the right place. Here she is now, your host, Tracy Massey. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Questions like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen? How do I make money off of my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I love Anchor because it is so easy to use on the go. I can pull up the app on my phone, record a podcast, add some music, add my intro, add my outro, and edit all on the fly. So there's no need to sit by a laptop all day long. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast, boo. Hey, 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 I have no idea why I'm singing, but since we're here, what's up, pumpkin? Welcome to the Charging Station. It's your girl, Tracy Massey of Living My Empowered Life. Welcome to another episode of My Shenanigans. You could be listening to anything, anywhere, doing whatever you want, but you chose to lend me your ears for these few moments. Therefore, I say thank you very much. I truly, truly appreciate you. If this is your first time listening, hey, girl, hey, welcome to the couch. Come on in, have a seat, make yourself at home. If you are returning, hey, boo, you know I love me some of you. I love all of y'all, actually, whether you are a returning listener or this is your first time laying ears here. Welcome. I love you. Come on in. Make yourself comfortable. Grab your coffee. Grab your tea. Grab your water. Grab your wine. Whatever your beverage of choice is. Boo, grab that thing and let's have a seat here on the couchy, couchy, couch. So I want to discuss something that caught my eye the last couple of weeks. Now, I don't know if you follow tennis or anything like that. I surely don't. Like I have no idea. I actually like to watch the audience who are at the tennis matches just to watch their heads go back and forth because I know they're watching the ball. That is just hilarious to me. I have no idea why, but it, it is. Don't judge me. But um, one of the, if she's not the top, I'm not sure. I think she might be the top. The top tennis player in the world, the female tennis player in the world, Miss Naomi Osaka. 
Osaka, sorry. I don't know if you have heard what she has decided to do. And let me tell you, I'm here for it. I am here for ma'am taking a stance and putting her mental health at the forefront. She is the epitome of self-care right now. Let me tell you about the boss move Miss Naomi did, okay? So, like I said, she's the top tennis player in the world. And this is tennis season, I guess, but there were a lot of matches, like big matches matches slated. So, Naomi um, has done some self-evaluating and realizes that um, going to press conferences is not really her jam. And... It, it actually causes more mental harm to her than good. So she made the conscious decision to say, you know, she will not be attending press conference, conferences before or after her matches just to protect her mental health. I applaud her for that. Because I don't know about y'all, if you've ever watched a, a press conference, they can go left sometimes. Some of these reporters there, these media people, and I'm not knocking me all media people because I know some journalists, I know some media people, some interviewers and things like that. I know a couple of them who actually say that they actually don't like doing press conferences. So that should tell you something. But I've seen a few press conferences after matches where they've gotten really out of pocket. And imagine you training all of your life or training hard for a certain period of time in preparation for the match of your life. You're going for a finals or or the Super Bowl or what have you, but it's a big thing for you and you lose. Imagine having to sit in a press conference and having hundreds of people just throw questions out you at you some berating some of them are just downright dumb some of them repeat themselves it's just imagine having to to have a huge loss you just experienced and then having people question you about it I wouldn't want to sit through that either or even imagine have having the greatest win of your life and having to sit and have hundreds of people ask you questions about it first of all I know you're tired You have to be tired physically. And then how can you enjoy your win or even mourn your loss? You see what I'm saying? So, Naomi, I applaud you, sis. I don't know if you would even hear this podcast, but I applaud you because you made the best decision for you. And there are many of us who would have broken down to the pressures and the peer pressure of the organization or whatever. But you, ma'am. I applaud you. And the thing is, Naomi's 23. How many of us at that age would have been able to make a huge decision like this? Because not only, not only did she say she's not game for doing press conferences, right? The French Open, and I'm not even going to go into the details of how, how shady they were, but they were just shady. You can go online, Google it and see what they did. Because what they did was foul. What they did was was real foul. Now, I understand it's their rules and blah, blah, blah. But 2020 has taught us, and honey, a lot of the things that we're doing does not work. And just because we've done it before doesn't mean that we can't make changes necessary to make life better. Okay, keep that. Let, let's keep that in mind. So the French Open, when Naomi said that, you know, she'll still play 
but she's not going to do the press conferences to protect her mental health. The French Open was like, nah, boo, because we have these rules and everybody has to play by these rules. And if you don't, we're going to find you. So Naomi knew she would be fined if she does not um, do the press conferences. And I think that I, that may be a standard thing in sports, which is stupid. But um, Naomi was like, okay, I'll, I'll pay the fine. I think it was like 15 grand, 20 grand or something like that. But she was like, oh, oh, cool, I'll pay the fine. Well, they decided to get stiffer with her. And basically threatened to um, disqualify her over some freaking press conferences. Okay, so when they did that, Naomi came back and was like, okay, bet, I withdraw. Now, let me tell you how crazy that is. Because you have just lost the number one player in the world. Okay? You have just lost your, your bag. Meaning... This is most likely the person that everyone is coming to watch play. So if she's not playing, why would we be there? That's like going to watch golf when Tiger Woods was the the number one golfer in the world and find out that he's not playing. That's like going to McDonald's to get a Sunday ice cream cone or whatever and finding out the ice cream machine is there. Like, what is the point? But they basically tried to bully her into doing something that was not help healthy for her. And Naomi was like, fine, I'll, I'm out. Deuces. I'll see you when I see you. I think that's what her Instagram post said. I'll see you when I see you. And <laughs> that tickled me because I was like, yeah, that's her black side. But <laughs> to say, I'll see you when I see you. But for her to be bold and strong enough to protect her peace like that, no matter how large the prize was, I commend her for that. And I feel like we need to protect baby girl at all costs. Yes, she's a 23-year-old woman, but compared to me, you know, I could have given birth to her. I want to protect baby girl at all costs. And if I ever get the opportunity to meet her, I just want to hug her and say, girl, you did good. Congratulations for standing up for yourself. Because I can guarantee there are a lot of us would have been looking like, "Mm, I'm about to give up all this money. I'm about to be, you know, I've trained for this all my life. This is something that I've worked really, really, really hard for to be the best at it. And here I am the best. And now you're taking it away from me. Like that would have been the thought in my mind. Let's be honest. That would have been in the back of my mind. But at what cost is it to have? mm, What profits a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? That's what just popped up in my head. Naomi was not willing to lose her soul. Naomi was not willing to lose her mental health because this this baby could have had a breakdown. She could have had a nervous breakdown on national, international TV. And we all know what the press would have done. We all know what the press would have done. We've seen them do it. I remember back in the day when um, John McEnroe used to play. John McEnroe was was known as the bad boy of tennis. This man would have whole live hissy fits on the court. He will break break his uh tennis racket. He will curse out the the what do you call them? Are they umpires? Y'all, I don't know. I'm not not tennis fan. But I just remember him just showing all the way out like a toddler who had their lollipop taken from them. But he was applauded. Now, if Naomi 
did something like that, oh, she will be ridiculed. We've seen it with, with Serena Williams. You know? And we can't lie that, that and, and just deny the fact that this happens to women, to black women. We can't have emotions. It's like black women are not allowed to be vulnerable or have emotions or be able to choose us in situations where we know it is not going to be beneficial to us. It's like black women have to always shuck and jive to be accepted. Naomi, I commend you for saying no. And she inspired me to look at things in my own life. Now, I am the queen of boundaries. I am the queen of saying no. And no does not mean trying to convince me. My no means no. My yes means yes. I am the queen of that. But Naomi inspired me to look at areas in my life where I've said yes to some things where I just kind of begrudgingly did it but now I'm looking at it like girl why did you make that decision wasn't really beneficial if if saying yes to something is is costing me my peace it is way too freaking expensive Mm, it is too expensive so I want to look at things from a perspective of how is this making me grow is this going to cause me to lose sleep at night is it even worth it? Is it worth the headache? Is it worth the trauma? Is it worth me losing um, credibility with myself? If any of those answers turn up as a no, I'm out. I'm out. We deserve to choose us, whether people like it or not. And these, when you have a system that sets these rules up, that cause you to lose. <sighs> Sometimes we have to evaluate our options. Like what, what is the next step for me? When I leave this situation. What will that do? I honestly. If honestly see Naomi leaving tennis. If the rules aren't changed. And I hate to say that. But. If you know that this is something that's going to bug you every single time, like if you're having, not saying that she's doing this, but if you're having anxiety attacks, if you fall into a deep depression, if your emotions are all over the place, when you have to go and face this situation, why continue to go? Prime example, um, if you haven't, if you've listened to past episodes, I've mentioned that I walked off my job of 16 years. Y'all, that was a hard decision to do. And what I have not shared is that I had another job lined up, but it didn't work out. That was a, you know, monkey wrench in the plan. But I stayed on this job for for 16 years, actually in this particular position for um, 13 years. I was with the company as a whole for 16, but within this particular um, department for 13. Eight out of those 13 years were horrible. Mm-hmm. It was mentally exhausting. 
I would literally sit in the parking deck and stare at the building and cry because I did not want to go in that toxic beep environment. Having anxiety attacks, um, feeling nauseous, having ulcers, just all of that mental anguish and, and being to made, being to, to being made to feel like everything I did was not good enough. Being micromanaged, being yelled at, being just ridiculed, being talked about, like all of this stuff. But I stayed. I stayed out of fear. I stayed out of um, comfort. And it was not worth it because guess who was dying? Me. Me. So when the final straw that broke the camel's back presented itself, I I was like, I'm out. But here's the thing, (laughs) y'all. I wrote my resignation letter two years before I turned it in. Had it typed up and ready to go and was just too afraid to submit it. Because I was finally at a point where I was making making some decent money. Um, of course, you had these nice little insurance benefits. You know, all of that comfort stuff. That, that stuff that, that, oh, you're supposed to have because, you know, you're an adult. You need insurance. You need a paycheck. You need benefits. But to know that I wrote that resignation letter two years before... <laughs> I still kind of chuckle at that because that meant two years prior to actually turning it in. I knew it was time for me to go, but I didn't. But baby, when I did, hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, granted, the road was not easy because you go back and listen to the podcast. You hear all the stuff that I went through, but I did not have to show up to a job that was killing me. So that made all the things that I went through worth it. I took a calculated risk and I bet on myself. I bet on my mental health. Now, I'm not saying you go out here and do some drastic stuff like that. I'm not saying that you go up here and you, you know, just just leave your job or whatnot. Baby, calculate it out. Like, get you a plan and be strategic about it. Make sure all your ducks and stuff are in a row. If God is telling you to leave, you do what he say do. But if he's not telling you to pivot... You keep your your happy tail right where you at. Okay. <laughs> Don't run out here and say what Tracy Tracy said. Tracy ain't said nothing. Tracy is telling you what Tracy did. And Tracy always also tells you that it didn't, you know, it didn't quite go as planned. So you do what's right for you. But don't say Tracy said nothing. <laughs> don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that on me. But anyway, I really hope that Naomi gets the help that she needs I really hope that the tennis world and the sports world and all of these organizations and businesses really reevaluate mental health because when your people are healthy mentally a lot of things will fall into place because it's bad enough we got to deal with stuff at home. When we show up at work and it's crappy, ah, what's the point? What's the point? Right? So, Naomi Osaka, I salute you. I thank you for being brave. 
I thank you for being bold. I thank you for being an example of what it's like to take care of you and make no apologies about it. You have inspired me, young lady, and I appreciate you. Let's protect Naomi and every woman out there who has hard decisions to make, but chooses her. Okay. Okay. Y'all, this is a short one. I just wanted to say that, get that off my chest, but that's all. You know, I'm not going to sit here and chit chat and keep running my mouth when I don't have anything to say. So let us pray. Father God, it's in the matchless name of Jesus that I come before you. Thank you again, oh God, for this time with my girls. Lord, I pray that you will show them how to take care of themselves, both physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, whatever Lee they need. Lord, let them not lack in any areas of their lives. Show yourself strong. Provide for them in ways they never could imagine. Pour into them so they can overflow and serve from their saucers. Lord, as women, we tend to put everything and everyone before us. Help us to be selfish sometimes. Help us to carve out that time to spend with you and to spend with ourselves. Help us to see that stealing away from the kids for a little bit is actually healthy. Help us to see, God, that we are deserving of self-care. We are deserving of manicures and pedicures or whatever we do to replenish our spirits, rejuvenate our souls. Lord, let us not walk around with guilt of being of let us not walk around with the guilt of taking care of ourselves and showing us that when we take care of ourselves, then we are able to take care of others. Until we meet again, Lord, watch over our friends, watch over our families. Help us to be better in every areas of our lives. Not perfect, but better. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, chick. That is this week's episode. I will see you again next week. Remember, uh, oh, wait, before I go. If you follow me on Instagram at Living My Empowered Life, I am opening um discovery calls for my coaching program soon so you may want to go ahead and follow me over on insta over on the instagram the discovery calls are 20 minutes absolutely free to see if you are um ready for coaching and um tackle this grief because i want to teach 100 women how to disrupt the cycle of grief and baby we're gonna have a good time it's one-on-one coaching the program is one-on-one coaching for six months with little old me and we're going to get to the root of this thing and have you coming out on, on the other side. Fabulous, boo. Okay, that's it. That is all. I remember God loves you. I love you. And it ain't nothing you can do about it, boo. Boop. Thanks for listening to The Charging Station with Tracy Massey. We hope you enjoyed the episode. But more importantly, we hope you'll take the next step and apply these tools in your own life. Please subscribe, share, and leave a review so others can find this podcast too. You definitely want to check out livingmyempoweredlife.com for free resources and all kinds of goodies, all to help you slay life without apology. Until next time, ready, set, live.